This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. And welcome back to New York City as we are here at the uh, Retail and CPG Summit uh, in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, It is amazing that uh, many of the companies that are here, the one that is being talked about a lot by people is the one that's celebrating its 100th anniversary, which is kind of an amazing statistic when you think about how kind of a retail icon it has been uh, in the history of America. Keds. You know them. You probably wore them, especially if you're in my uh, in my generation many years ago. Uh, you had them, and they continue to be a staple of retail that they've been seemingly since day one. But how do you take a brand like Keds and with all that history, and you keep it fresh and new for the generations to follow? Emily Culp is the CMO for Keds, and she is graciously giving us a few minutes of our time here today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It, it is amazing. I, I mean, when I started to see 100th anniversary, I, I still it, it, it took me back to my childhood because I was a kid's kid when I was growing up. That's good. That's what we like to hear. What What is it about th- this company, though, that with the history and the background that it has, just it, it kind of... It, it really reaches the American consumer because of the history partly, but I'm sure lots of other things as well. Yeah, I think honestly, even just watching you right now talking about Keds is the exact same reaction yeah. I have and all our consumers has, which is it touches on something very emotional. And I think that's one of the greatest honors I have in my job, which is honoring the heritage, a hundred year old brand, but also making it modern and relevant to today's consumer. So how is that changing? in this day and age because the consumer when I was younger is a heck of a lot different than the, the, I mean, the core is they want to buy good product. I think the core, you know what, our consumer today, like all consumers, consumers are really savvy. I think they're also looking for, as you said, value in terms of a great product that's fashionable, that they have an emotional connection to. And I think something that's also really important to consumers today is authenticity. And when you think about it, Keds in 1916 was creating shoes to empower women. Yeah case in point, our phenomenal platform right now, which is Ladies First since 1916. So I think why it really resonates with today's consumer is this is something we've been doing for 100 years. We make shoes just for women. So we actually use a female last or mold. So they're better and they're more comfortable and they're beautiful shoes. So. And you mentioned during your your, uh, conversation up there that the, the campaign that you're doing right now, you are reaching out to women and you're using some some very familiar faces up there in terms of they have kind of an empowerment message that they're bringing forth as well. They do. You know, one of the most important parts to us at KEDS is really connecting with our consumer. And one of the things I did when I joined KEDS was look at some of the amazing partnerships we had in place and also how do we reflect the diversity of our consumer in the different 
areas she's interested in, whether it's fashion, whether it's technology, yeah. whether it's being an artist, and created something called the Keds Collective. And we're fortunate enough to have some amazing women in that. Yeah. And for example, as you said, some of these women, such as Allison Williams or what have you, are renowned yeah. for really being champions around female empowerment. So that's why it's a perfect fit with our brand as well. But it is interesting, and, and, and you, you mentioned it during your, uh, your speech today, that in some respects, the, the company is changing a little bit in that the term fashion is right. something that's being used with Keds. And, right. and I don't know how much that was used in, in prior years, but it is a consideration in terms of the philosophy of the company going forward. It is. I think um, fashion can mean so many different things to right. so many people. To me, it's more more about personal style. Sure. So understanding that you know you can be all dressed up with everywhere to go and yeah. be wearing a beautiful. Uh, dressed to work with glittery Kate Spade shoes yeah. or for that matter our classic champion in canvas. So it's really just talking about today the idea of really dressing in multiple different ways and we have shoes for every occasion. I guess in some respects also it's a little bit of a benefit of kind of the shift within the uh, within the structure of some companies in that there are more business casual casual companies out there when you go to the office, which obviously allows more women to be able to put a pair of sneakers on and go to work, where it may not have been the case 20, 30 years ago. That's exactly right. I think there's a shift, especially in North America. Some of the other regions, whether it's APAC or EMEA, um, they're different trends. Yeah. But I think what's really interesting, my favorite coin around this is studio to street. And you start to look <laughs> yeah. at how many yeah. women are dressing, whether it's during the work week or on the weekend, and it's really embracing that versatility, and you need a shoe yeah. to help you do that. So who is that, that core consumer for kids right now in 2016? It's a great question. I like to think of our consumer more in the terms of a psychographic versus a demographic. Okay. But frankly, as you know, when you need to buy media and other sorts of things, you have to get into the demo. Yeah. From a demo perspective, it's more someone who's 18 to 34, but we're not exclusive. We're actually yeah. inclusive. Yeah. So if you love kids and you're older or younger than that, we love you. Yeah. But you use the term psychographic. Right. So what what is that? I mean, just what's the psychographic? The, yeah, the mindset yeah. is it more so? It's more a mindset, meaning um, it's a woman who really has great moxie and okay. who also embraces that she is multifaceted okay. and she's interested in multiple different things and she sa she has a spirit about her and she also fundamentally believes in female empowerment. But re realistically though then from what you described as that consumer for right now that hasn't changed a whole lot no, over it hasn't. over the 100 years. No, it hasn't and that's why our shoes are relevant today and will continue to be hopefully for another 100 years. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. We're talking with Emily Culp, who's the CMO of KEDS. We are at the Retail and CPG Summit here in New York City. Uh, then realistically, that core consumer is not going to change any time in the foreseeable future. Correct. Right? right. And we're very fortunate around that. Hence, we love to keep engaging her in multiple different ways and keep the dialogue going. And that doesn't change whether it's the millennial or the next generation exactly. or the generation after that. Right. Is there a change, though, in the in the reach to the consumer because of how millennials kind of view the world and how they approach uh, shopping and, and 
the, the items and the products that they're looking for? It's a great question. I think really the change that we are employing are based on how our consumers' lives are changing and what she's doing. Yeah. For example, one of the most important tenants I've instilled within my team is we're mobile first. Sure. And okay. what that means is every single piece of content, whether it's copy, imagery, or what have you, we're thinking about creating beautiful vignettes for the mobile channel because right. we know that's where she's looking 150 times a day yeah. and we need to engage her there. So that's really important for us. So how do you mesh that with the, the bottom line, with the sales goal? Is, is, it, is Keds now more reaching out to the consumer, obviously online, but sales as well? Or is it being used as kind of a tool to drive people to the stores to bring them in to buy cats? It really depends on what region. We're right. a global company selling millions of pairs of shoes around the world. Yeah. So in the U.S., we don't have mono retail as much. Yeah. So to your point, it might be more of a direct-to-consumer play or thinking about a multi-channel experience with one of our retailers. Yeah. Whereas in other regions such as APAC, where we do have mono retail, yes, absolutely, we're looking to drive in-store and help uh, with that conversion metric, if you will. How, how interesting is it for you uh, being in this industry that, you know, you go back when I was younger, I mean, it truly was. You you wanted to buy a pair of sneakers, you went to the store. Right. That was it. Now, there are so many options, so many different directions that consumers can look to go buy shoes, sneakers, whatever it might be. Right. I, I personally think it's fascinating. I am one of those consumers as well. Yeah. Um, so to me, from a marketing standpoint, where the opportunity is, is to understand all those different touch points she may have with us. Right. So if she's in store, make sure that we have phenomenal product detail pages so she can pull up and learn specifically around features and benefits that maybe she's not getting in store. Yeah. Or if she's online where a store locator is to try on things. So it's really thinking about the consumer journey and how we can add value to her experience with our brand. You also talked during your, uh, during your presentation about some of the other partnerships that, that you have done and, and unique ones with other retailers yes. that kind of, you know, kind of take the, the Ked shoe and, and enhance it even a little bit to, a, to another level. We have phenomenal partners. Um, two examples I touched on earlier today. One is Colette, which is a phenomenal store that is curated by Sarah yeah. and um, is really a beacon for fashion and a point of view. And we did a great collaboration with her around Doramon. Yeah. And that was very, very successful. And again, very limited edition, almost capsule-like collection. Yeah. And to give another example, in the UK, we partnered with Topshop and did a whole collaboration collaboration around two unique shoes created by Tina Lung and Julia Sargemois. And again, it's different ways to engage our global consumer and provide a unique experience for her. How do you pick those those opportunities? I mean, because you, you do have to somewhat pick and choose them and, and make sure that they're the right opportunity. I fundamentally believe, as you heard earlier today too, I believe in using lenses. So that way you have a filter for those partnerships. We're mm -hmm. very fortunate that we have a number of partners approaching us. But it, again, it goes back to honoring your consumer. Where does it make sense for her? What would she be engaged by? And yeah. what fits with the brand? With technology changing so much right now, even as we sit here and it, talk, right. something's changed. Correct. How, how does that affect your viewpoint of where this company should go going forward? Because as you mentioned, mobile is such an important piece, but in six months or a year, mobile is going to be changing and, and there's going to be 
probably tweaks that are done and, and changes that'll be made. Um, to me, it's more mindset. So yeah. it's not so much, um, you know, to me, what I mean by mindset, I think about core principles or the type of people I hire sure. to to create and build out teams. I call them purple squirrels because they're yeah. very unique hires. Yeah. And it's people who embrace innovation, who understand as well, it's very, very important to um, love taking smart risk. Yeah. And if you find combinations of people of this, amazing integrity, obviously work ethic, et cetera, and crazy curious, Yeah you'll be able to pivot and evolve as your consumer does. Because if you had asked me three years ago, would anything ever eclipse Twitter or Facebook? I would have said, yeah. no, don't think so, not sure. Yeah. Snapchat, hands down in my mind, is. So I think that's, it's really exciting. It's also exhausting to try and keep <laughs> pace with all of this innovation. Yeah. But frankly, that's what makes my job phenomenal. And that's what I love about it. Here's the toughest question I'll give you in this whole 15 minute interview. How many pairs of kids do you really have in the closet at home? Um, I am going to give you the honest answer. I probably have about 50 or 60. Yeah. I have kicked my husband out of one full closet. I've taken over <laughs> a cedar closet, and I have part of a basement rack. So I wear them every single day to work yeah. and on the weekends because, to me, I love what I do. I yeah. believe in this brand and I want to advocate for it. So, Are there already some ideas that, that you've maybe seen in the course of your travel and your business that you'd say that would be a good partner for kids? And you're either working on it or you'd Absolutely. love to work on it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of the most enjoyable parts of my job. Yes. I'm always scouting and that's why I also really enjoy travel yeah. uh, on a global basis because you never know where an amazing idea or innovation is going to come from. Great to meet you. Thanks very much for Thank coming on. Thank you. Great to have you. Emily Culp, the CMO of uh, KEDS. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.